Wonderful. Thank you. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, where we're going to discuss the supernatural and the prophetic encounters with the Word of God. You are, we are coming live to you from Astounding Love, a global church fellowship at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard. I bet some of you who have never even been here know that address. It's San Jose, California. Our zip code is 95131. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm not muted. Nope, I'm not muted. Okay. 95131 in the beautiful corner of Trade Zone and Ringwood Avenue. So we are going to open in prayer. We are going to have some, I think, some pretty cool conversations. If you have questions, please feel free to go ahead and post them online, or you can do it through contact us at astoundinglove.org. And I'm sure that we've got enough moderators on there that will post all the information that you have need of tonight. So I want to thank you in advance for your questions and for your participation as we get this party started. Lord, we thank you. I keep hearing in your word that it is God who is all the while at work in me, energizing and creating in me both the power and the will to do for your good pleasure, your satisfaction, and your delight. And that's a scripture I cling to. I hear you saying, I am the Lord and I perfect the things that concern you. And in a week of, of constant turmoil and emotional uprising or up all the different things that have taken place, you are our peace. You said, Yeshua, that I give you a peace that the world does not have. And this is the peace that is a place. It's you. It's not based upon scenery. It's not based upon the sound of trickling water. It's not based upon all of the different aesthetics that we may have used for in moments of our life. No, it's a place, you, a sanctuary, it's a person, you, a sanctuary, you, a word, you. It's you, it's a force of the kingdom of God. And I thank you and I praise you that, that, is, that your word, your peace is at work in us as we release it into the atmosphere tonight, as we release it into the inner atmosphere of our very own selves before we even concern ourselves with what's going on outside of us. We take care of the things that are happening inside so that the turmoil or the torment or whatever it might be, the voices that don't need to speak, the voices of the day, the demands to pay this or to take care of that silence because your word tells us peace, be still. And I take that as a truth for me and for, for whosoever will receive. I thank you for the dance that we get to do with you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for intimacy. I thank you for being on the inside track when we're in the kingdom of God to know what God is doing. That all we have to do is ask you. Because the one thing we never need to ask and I never need to be concerned about is does God know what's going on and does God know what he's doing? Because the answer to both of those questions is before you even called, I answered. I knew about it before it happened and the solution is already in place. I present before you tonight the body of Yeshua, the people of God, those that are currently apart and those that shall be. I pray for those that use circumstances as their reason to believe or not to believe, and that they'll walk away from that place of doubt and insecurity, to walk in the secure arms that are outstretched toward them, to come into your eternal embrace and there to recognize that really you have us. You have not forsaken us. 
you are our reason to hope. You are the hope that we have and you are our expectation. You are the fulfillment of every promise. And I worship you tonight. Oh, I know that there will be conversations that you will have with all of us, but this is the one that I ask you to indulge me to have with you. Because I want to take this moment just to tell you how wonderful you are. And I take this moment, Father, to let you know that I receive the incredible love that you release into me. And that it's that love that I'm able to say I love you too. Jesus, you really are my hero. And to get to know you better, to, to be able to bypass the fear of, getting, of being seen by God when we're seen every day. Oh, to have that intimacy. It's like some people say, well, I have tea with Jesus, or I have a cup of coffee or water or lemonade or a walk with Jesus, whatever it's the, the intimate moments. You are the only one that can love everybody and not cheat on anyone. In spite of the fact that we've cheated on you many times, your forgiveness is legendary. And again and again, we find ourselves wanting more than just forgiveness, but to be in that place with you where we really hear you. I praise you and I thank you tonight, Holy Spirit, for being so caring. The way that you caress us and draw us, and, and as you do that, the poisons and the toxins of the day or the times they depart from us. You infuse us with trust. We really don't have any reason to fear. We have the right to choose not to. And regardless of the laws and the legislations and the, the rules and the things that people in our lives and around us try to enforce upon us, the liberty that you provide is so wonderful. Because wherever you are, there is liberty. And I take that. And I thank you for it as a citizen of the kingdom of God as well as a citizen of the United States of America. I salute you, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and precious Holy Spirit. And thank you that as we embark on this kingdom conversation tonight, we're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. You guarantee it. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I like talking to God. And that is probably my unashamed, uh, that's a thing for me. It's like, I was praying about something today. I'll just tell you something. Actually, last night, I got some news about a circumstance, and I didn't like what I heard. And as I listened to it, it was like, you know, something's got to be done about this. And all of a sudden, out of my mouth came this prayer. And there were a group of people that I think all together as we were gathered, you could say that we had the apostolic, uh, prophetic, evangelical, pastoral teaching gathering. The government of God was gathered together. And so there was just something amazing about that prayer, the way it just kind of slid out and slid right into place, just locked into place. But I knew I felt like I, I still have to pray. There's still things that I, I, I feel that I need to say. I don't pray everything in front of everybody. And I went home, and as I was, you know, getting ready for the, the end of the day, 
I was like, oh, I didn't forget, sir, and I'm going to come back and bring this, co this conversation to you. Because that's what prayer is, is conversations with God or on his behalf. It's decrees and it's words from the kingdom of God. It's things that are released from heaven into the earth. So many people say, hey, send up a prayer for me, which just lets me know you're not in your seat in the heavenlies or maybe you're not aware that you have one if you are in born again, born from above and in the kingdom. But at any rate, what was amazing, and I was sharing this with Crystal on my way in this uh, tonight, as I was going back to him to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to pick this up and continue with this conversation, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God spoke in my heart, and I heard him say, I heard you. And that, to me, is a very amazing, wonderful, intimate moment that I'm talking to God, and I recognize, I do recognize that when we pray, we're not just releasing words into the earth, but these are words that heaven, that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that the Spirit of the Lord hears. He told us this scripturally uh, when he spoke to Solomon. King Solomon had prayed, and God had told him, he said, my ears are attentive to the prayers that come from this place. I'm paying attention to what it is that you say. Now, in that particular instance, because Solomon was not born from above, it was prayers that were going up. But we are seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. The prayers that we pray are right there. Right there in him. In him. And so for him to say to me, I heard you. Let me know on another level entirely, let's say a more visceral place on the inside of my heart, God is paying attention to me. And there is nothing that is going on in this earth that I come to him to talk about that he is ignoring. And I want to let you all know this. If you are begging him and you belong to him, it's not making a lot of sense because all things are yours because Jesus said they are all things. I've given this to you. All things to prosper. All things to richly enjoy. My ears are here. He said, I want you to come to the Father in my name and I will. He will hear. He will answer. And when he said in his name, now for them at that time, when he spoke this to his disciples, they were living on the earth as was Jesus. And he gave them an entrance into conversation with God because he said, come in my name. Now, to me, as I listen to that, that word in is so interesting because it, 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 it always speaks of a place. It speaks of an entrance, an ability to go someplace. Come in means that you step across a threshold and you move from an outside place to an inside. And so when he says, in my name, now we know legally you can say, I have the power of attorney, that's what he gave me, to use his name and to speak as though he were speaking. That's what, in my name, speak in my name. Say what I would say, and you are, all, because I've authorized you to say what I want said or what my father wants said, 
and it shall be done because <coughs> of your authority to use my name. But another thing he's saying, because of our seat in the heavenlies, in him, when he says in my name, he's talking about a location. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray from the heavenlies, seated uh, in the heavenlies. Let's go ahead and go there because I don't know what she's talking about. And, you know, why does she pray so long? And why this and why that? Um, I don't know. Okay. I love Ephesians chapter 2, but I, and you can read all of it, but I'm going to go to verse 6. It says, he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together in the heavenly sphere in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. So if you're seated in Christ, in the heavenlies, then you're also in his name. You're in his name. You're, in, you're part of his body. We are his body. We are one with him. Because I, I would wonder sometimes, well, how is it possible that you can be in so many people at the same time? And I finally realized the reason that he can be in so many people at all at the same time is because all those people that he is in are in him. They're in him. Can you see that? All of those people are in him. That's your location at all times. In him, not outside of him. I want you to get that. Let's go back and look at it again. We were, now, and that's why I said you don't pray from, I'll just send a prayer up to heaven. Because he said, I raised you up. Spirit, spirit to spirit. Go ahead and go to that particular slide, Crystal, please. Um, spirit to spirit. This is conversation about this uh, spirit to spirit life. I think it's number five. I raised you up to come and sit in a place where you never have to be concerned that your prayers are not heard. And the reason is, is because it's the place of faith. Where else would you find the faith of God but in Jesus? Okay, are you with me? Is everybody yes. with me? So here we are, we're coming in his name. And as he said, he's so rich in, in, is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great, wonderful, intense love with which he loved us. That's verse 4, Ephesians 2. Even when we were dead, slain by shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together. Together, there's that word, in fellowship, in union with Christ. See, it's location. So the body, how can God be in so many people all at the same time? It is because of the location of the people. We are in him, and therefore he is in us. That's the intimacy that we already have that sometimes we just fail to enjoy. We already have this, okay? For it is by his grace, his favor, and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved and delivered from judgment and made a partaker of Christ's salvation. And then verse 6, and he raised us up together with him and made us, caused us, authorized us, formed us in such a way. It pleased him to do this, to sit down together 
joint seating. It says in the Amplified, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. Okay, and then in verse 7, he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, unsurpassing riches of wow. his free grace in kindness and goodness of heart toward us again in Christ Jesus. So when Jesus says, in my name, in me, in Christ, in him, does the whole body, the whole Godhead, it, we dw it dwells. And we are in him, and so he made us part of a big deal. It's a really big deal. He made us part of a really big deal. This is the placement that we have. And so, again, not having to pray, and let me send a prayer up to heaven like a balloon that you're letting go of in hopes that he hears, but in knowing that because of where he placed me right there, in him so that he would hear me. And that's why I felt, wow, when the Spirit of the Lord said to me, I heard you. Wow. That there is so much more to it than just I heard you. It wasn't like I just said to Crystal, because I was trying to finish a thought, and I went to check the front door before we started. And she was saying something to me, and I could hear her, but at the same time I've learned, and y'all know this, if I don't finish a thought, I have to finish a thought before I go on to the next one, else I can lose my train of thought. And I came back in and I said to her, I heard you. I was thinking of finishing a thought. Now that's a different I heard you from God saying, I heard you. Because <laughs> you don't forget, right? I didn't even solicit it. I went to him to continue the conversation, meaning, in case I didn't finish it, you know, because I didn't want to pray this thing. I didn't want to pray this thing. And just pray just this little bit, like, okay, I gave it an honorable mention that should take care of it. It was like, no, I'm coming back to you because I'm very serious about this. I've heard some things that I don't like. And I, I, if it's stirring me this way, it's because I can, I can feel you inside of me saying, I want to deal with this. But to know that in just a little gathering of the, of the government of God, and I know I'm not telling you all all of the different things, but it'll come out later, right? At this point, when you, when you pray some things, you, you don't talk it out. You don't give all the details. You watch to see what he's done. Because okay. you don't need credit for it. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? And we pray behind stuff? No. Where, where do our prayers go? Do they go come behind what has happened? Yes. They go ahead. If you're praying from here, from the earth, you're praying in reaction. When you pray from heaven, you are causing an action, blocking things. We, we, when we pray in the spirit, we're not subject to time. When you pray from earth, you are right in the time. You see the difference? Now, we talked about that a little bit, uh, a lot, actually, last week when we were talking about the sense of time and, and reaction. So I want to give you, I'm going to share some thoughts with you all. Um, where do I want to go with this Lord I thank you I thank you for your word tonight I thank you for the release of it and I thank you for the things that are on the inside that flow to the outside 
Thank you for the realm of the spirit where we abide in you. This place that we will live eternally. We do live eternally in you. The time on the earth in this particular body, the way things are right now, has a limitation of, at map, I should say, at maps, 120 years. The eternal part of us, however, that's different. You want us to see the natural part of life from the supernatural place. And so we say yes again to that. And Holy Spirit, as we embark on this next part of spirit-to-spirit -spirit conversation, I ask you to tell me what it is you want to say, and that is what we will talk about. And I'm appreciative to you for trusting us to do this. I thank you for the ears of the many people that watch this now or rebroadcast or however it happens to be. That I release the love of God into them now and the peace that in the spirit, because there's no limitation to the time in which this will be received. Whatever the turmoil or the circumstances or the situations that are going on in the anxiety about surgery tomorrow, like Crystal's, is it nephew or cousin? Her brother. I speak concerning that right now, that already in that um, surgical unit, all of the components that speak to his protection, that speak to your will and your desires for his life to manifest. I praise you and we thank you, Father. We thank you for perfecting the things that concern him. And I release even the healing into his body and the, and the changes that you desire to take place and the impossibilities with man being the possible with God, that there are miraculous things and unexpected things that are nevertheless desired things that take place in him and in his life and in his family, that you work in his heart, work in areas within him that don't believe because circumstances have given him reason to doubt. But the little boy on the inside that has a desire for love that he has not known or understood that you answering calls of his heart, of his spirit, that even he cannot articulate. And that this is a perfecting, this is something that permeates every member of that medical staff. That the same measures, the desires that you have for each of those people, that it comes into a unity and, and a synchronicity that moves in such a way that there are things that take place within each and every one of their lives in each and every one of their hearts, their bodies, their minds, their wills, and their emotions, that this is a supernatural divine appointment that ministers to every single person in that hospital. Because you said to ask big, and so we do. Every place where there is a procedure, a surgery of any kind, minor or major, in that place, because we come from in that name that is above every other name, yes, yes. we pray and release in the name of Jesus the pleasure of God for each person. Yes. We ask you yes. to have it be that you have opportunity to minister to each and every man, woman, boy, and girl that is in that area, whether they be security guards, whatever their function, whether they're nurses or doctors or orderlies or uh, uh, technicians, whatever their function may be, patients, friends and relatives in the parking lots, 
However the circumstance, we pray in the name of Yeshua Jesus that you, God, have the opportunity as the Father that loves your creation to minister, bless, visit, touch, caress, reach every person there. Have your desires fulfilled because this is something that we want for you, that you would be pleased. And so we release that. And then I speak the same concerning every person under the sound of your voice coming through me this night. Something changes, some kind of freedom happens, a breakthrough occurs, a meltdown on the demonic side where they just cannot continue to keep your people hindered. All of the ones that we have to talk to, all of the things that we were supposed to be facing, all of the circumstances that people have been gnawing at and worrying about, or it's been gnawing at them. Tonight, we release again the same words that Yeshua, you spoke to the sea. We speak to the lives, to the people. Peace, be still. Yes. And I know that you hear me. And I thank you for it. Yes, yes, yes. In Jesus' name. All right, so go to this. Uh, you're going to have to go to, I think it's number seven. I'm going to skip the, yeah, go to slide seven. It should talk about, it should Zechariah four, um, six through seven. That's the one we want to see. The scripture in Zechariah chapter four, verses six and seven. Okay. So you received that prayer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it says that he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace unto it, grace unto it. And we talked about this, I think, a little bit, because we found ourselves in Matthew chapter, Mark chapter 11, where Jesus was talking concerning speaking to a mountain. And what we want to do is we're going to kind of get inside of this a, a bit more. It did go into a conversation that I said I want to have with you, and I just wasn't ready to have it, but the Holy Spirit was, so we had more of a conversation um, in terms of some of the workings of faith. It's very, very important for each of us to, to really get this understanding that any conversation you have with God is a spirit-to-spirit -spirit dialogue. Our flesh gets upset with him. Your mind, your will, your emotions gets very upset with God because God does not do things the way you think he should or he doesn't do things in a way that is comfortable for us. And so I'm kind of touching on this tonight, but I'm going to talk about something that Bertie and I had a chat. Bertie, for those of you that don't know, is one of our members. And um, that's how I refer to her because I'm, I do drop names. Most of the names that we drop is Crystal, Crystal, Crystal. Um, we say her name a lot. <laughs> and uh, there are other people here. I could say their names. If y'all want me to say your names tonight, I'll say them and you'll be live on Facebook. But otherwise, you know, it's the other that folks. That sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. But, um, oh, no, she's not Bernie. No. Nope. Nope. I'll tell you off camera who Bertie is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she's not Bertie. I can tell you she's from Jamaica, but she's now an American citizen and she lives in New York, and maybe you can figure it out, but you know, only those who know her would know that. Um, but she and I were talking today, and she asked, you know, we, we were chatting, she didn't, wasn't playing soccer or doing any of that, so as we were talking, uh, we kind of picked up on some of the conversation that took place on Apostle Baker's program, really telling it like it is, last night with her guest. And she, one of the things that had been mentioned was about change. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were actually talking about how apostolically or uh, prophetically and so forth, the fivefold ministry, some of the, the things that people uh, who try to set themselves up, I guess they do a test on the internet and send out 50 bucks or something and get the certificate that says, welcome to the ministry. Yeah, it don't work like that. Um, it really doesn't work like that. And, but if you set yourself up for something like that, you do recognize that you put a target on yourself, mm. that you don't have the grace to withstand. To withstand. Okay, grace to face it or anything. And people, you know, every decision that we have, every battle that we have, because the attacks are there, especially uh, for us in this house, it's happening a lot more. It always was, but now it's different. It's on a, a different scale. And I, one of the things that I recognize is that, you know, because I tell you, well, people are just quitting the ministry and they're doing this and they're doing this. Well, maybe they called themselves, I don't know. Or maybe they didn't get a very clear understanding for you and I to understand whether it's fivefold call or whatever it is that you're functioning in. Remember for us, when I'm talking about this, Acts 10, 38 is a part of that, okay? Acts chapter 10, 38, which we will probably go to, but I can tell you that they were talking about recounting how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and, and, and oh, what is it, fire? See, I, don't get me quoted. How, uh, thank you, which is still fire, but yes. How he went about doing good, right? And we'll break that down a little bit later. Uh, Christina is another name that doesn't get mentioned as much as it should, I guess. Because uh, whenever I'm praying for everybody by name, I'll say, did I leave somebody out? Yes, me, Christina. <laughs> so, so most people don't know that her name is Christina. They think her name is me, Christina. Okay. But at any rate, how God anointed him is the power of the calling, and it's the ability, it's the, the know-how, it's the, it's the capacity, the grace to stand. But if we don't allow ourselves to rest in that grace, then we falter and we fight a lot from our minds mm -hmm. and from our flesh. And when you're in ministry, you can't do it. Okay, you can't do it because we're called to demonstrate the way that Yeshua operated in every office because he, apostle of our faith, um, he's prophet, he's the evangelist, that's Acts 10.38, I think it's seeing the evangelist in action. He's the teacher, they called him teacher, and he's the pastor because he referred to his as a shepherd with the sheep. And so we see the demonstration of why was Jesus able to do that? People go, well, because he was Jesus. It's like, really, it's because of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Bring it. Because when he got baptized, that grace to be these things and to do these things under the power of the Spirit instead of on his own power 
came upon him. The Holy Spirit coming upon him was the transfer of power from natural to supernatural. You understand that? Acts chapter 2 also tells us that, that he, when the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were all together in one place, that the Holy Spirit came and he came, uh, it's taught sometimes he came with the host of heaven, he came with the, with the angels. Every, heavens were, the door was open, the doors were open, and now heaven has shown up and the spiritual forces of heaven are now in place to bring about the will of God un, unhindered, you will, if you will. It only takes men and women, and boys and girls, individuals that will obey him and give him place. This is how the spirit-to-spirit -spirit conversation. And, to, and one of the things we talked about in change, you know, repentance is change. When we do bloodline cleanses, we tell people, okay, you, you're going to have to repent of these things. People think that the word repent means I'm sorry. That's not what it means. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That what? I got caught. I'm sorry for what my relatives did. I did. There is a confession of sin when you are, it, when, there's a, when it says agree with your adversary, I'm accused of these sins, I will agree that this is sin. And if the adversary is finding that I have part with him, that is definitely sin because it's the wrong pairing. I'm not with him. I'm not with Satan at all. And so if he finds any of his pellets touching my life, then I'm agreeing, yeah, that is sin, it's his, let's get rid of it. But repentance is agreeing with God that you will change. That the change, the transformation, the opening of heaven's opportunity to you to come from what you've been on your own in the flesh to move into supernatural manifestation. This is a part of what the metanoia, the, the, the word we call repentance, this is part of what that is. I'm going for transformation. I'm not going to stay. I'm, I'm moving from being in the flesh to being in the spirit. So being in the spirit cannot be this, this, just this ethereal, mystical, floating. <laughs> There's so many people try to make it. No. In the spirit is a location that you can find in this sense, in the name of Jesus. Can you see it? In him. Because it's all in him. He has to come first. In all these things, he must have, the scripture says, preeminence. He's got to come first. So when it says, seek first the kingdom of God, it means I've got to look in the supernatural realm in order to find the solution to this natural scenario that I'm facing. Even in that. Now, many people will say, well, you don't need to do all that because God, you know, God expects us to use common sense. It's like, if he doesn't have it, he doesn't. <laughs> Wherever you can find God's common, you go ahead and go with that. But if God doesn't have common sense, I don't understand why you and I do now the world says it. Yeah. Oh, we know we have all things in common. In common. That's a location. It's a location. Because every word, it's like, I'm looking for the mystical portals of heaven. Well, why don't you look in the word of God where all the openings are? Oh, my God. 
What we want to do is take the goofy. There's a lot of things that happen in the spirit that are like, whoa, that's crazy. That's our vernacular. It's like, did you did you see that? Did, you know, I mean, we have some awesome things that's happen amazing, in the yeah. spirit realm without you trying to add stuff to it if it's not him. Mm-hmm. See, because all by himself, party right here. <laughs> all right? Some of y'all got that. <laughs> okay, where the party? Party right here. Because he's got everything. It's, he's, he's like, he's the one. You don't even have to bring ice. You don't have to bring cups. Should I bring my forks? Nothing. He's got it covered. You just bring, you just come, and you be prepared for me to fill you, to feed you, to change you. I got this. I mean, come on. Even the weddings, I'll change your clothes because I, I got a, I've got a shop. I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to wear. Oh, I just don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my hair. It's like if you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, and don't lie and act like you don't. La 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 la. When they went there and they brush brush brush, they did everything. Why? Because you're getting ready to see the king. That's how we want the day away and the merry old and so forth and so on. Okay. All right. Same, they got that from the way of royalty. When you're coming into the presence of the king, he knows if you, if you come from the kingdom, they know what you do and do not have. And they're saying, we're going to make it so that everything you need before you come into his presence, we're providing. Ooh, Jesus. Now, if you don't want the wedding clothes, you get on back out there. You know. The weeping and gnashing of teeth. I could have had steak. Now I'm going to have to eat this bone. You know, I'm going to do the why? Because you didn't want to follow the way he wants it done. It's his kingdom. It's not yours. And when you say that to yourself, it's amazing how quick it is to start changing. It's not your kingdom. It's his. That's something I say to me. You know, I don't understand. It's not your kingdom. Well, that is true. Because I ain't dying for all y'all like that, right? And thank God I don't have to. Because I, I, I couldn't have done it. I could not have done it. I, I, I would have flunked with the one where Moses, you know, where the, the staff turned into a snake and he was trying to pick it up. That's the end of my ministry right there. I thought that was funny. Because yeah. I pick up the snake. No. Pick up the snake. No. He's like, oh. Moses ran. He did run. But then when God told him to come back and go pick it up, Moses was obedient. Lazine would not have been. So I could not have gotten y'all out of Egypt. Okay? And then the showdown with Pharaoh, where they threw it down and it turned into a snake, and these, these little magicians throw this stuff down and turn it into a snake. That's the end of that, too. Right. That is just too much. That's right. Are you saying you're afraid of snakes? No, I'm saying I don't like them. And I see no reason for us to coexist. <laughs> now I got a sword. I'm cutting. There will be cutting. There will not be picking up to turn you back into a staff. You shall be cut. You with me? Yeah. Okay, and all of y'all who oh, I would have picked it up. Well, God bless you and your bravery. You might have had a chance to get out of Egypt with you. But with me, you're stuck. You ain't getting out. Now that this was what it was, this was the test. Now I said all that is funny and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but... Do you understand that for your specific calling, there is a snake that you got to deal with. There is something that your, your own this or this, we have to deal with our own 
everybody, this is across the board, your Acts 1038 is gonna guarantee it. We all have to deal with our own insecurities, our own issues. But because of the calling, the grace, the ability, the anointing to destroy the thing that's trying to destroy you is there. Now the struggle, the struggle comes from Acts, uh, Galatians 3.3. 3. Everybody should know this by now. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, you know, I got the call. Oh, yes, Lord, I want this. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, I will do it. I will follow you everywhere. Oh, you've shown me great things, right? That's starting in the spirit. And then they serve that plate, and you go, I did not order that. Fish. Will you now be made perfect in the flesh? Somebody going to come and get this. This is not what I asked for. That's the conflict of ministry. Because certain preachers or doers, of, of they make it look so easy. And then you get out there. Okay, if you're watching this online, you see something different from what we see. Now, right now, you see this desk, and this thing is back of me, and you see the little backdrop, and it's all real cute. We expand this picture out, you see umbrellas to the right and the left, the lighting, you see, oh man, it's a very different look when you're in here than it is when you're out there. That's what ministry is like. What y'all see, sometimes it's glamorous looking, I guess. At least it looks, it looks like so much fun oh, to be this and to, to do this. I, I, it is fun, but um, it's fun because I'm in the right place. When you do jobs that you weren't called to do, or even if you, I mean, you've got a job that you can't stand, well, because you're not checking in on your calling. I feel like every job is Hollywood. God, what is my motivation for being here? Why am I here? I was on a job like that. I took this job. It was a temp assignment that felt like it was going on forever. I did not, these people did not want me there and they lied to me all the time and they kept moving me around and they never would settle. Everything that they said it was supposed to be, it never was. And then I got this word, well, the Lord said that you're doing this as a favor to him. It's like, well, I don't know what the favor is. I really didn't understand. Because it's like, I don't actually know what it is that I'm doing. Because a lot of it felt like they were paying me to do nothing. And I took the money. And I tried to find things to do. Because I don't, I don't like to just sit and do nothing. So I tried to find things to do. Basically, I ran into people that I knew. I had known uh, long, long ago. And I didn't actually know them, but recognize them, or they recognized me, or whatever it was. And you had these chit chats. I remember praying for somebody because of something going on. I remember listening to somebody and being able to divert them into something else. I witnessed to somebody else who told me, "Keep your Jesus," and you know, kiss my patooties, and you know, just all kinds of cool stuff that happened. And then, um, and the person that I worked for, I could see the darkness that was coming on there, and that was really the thing. And that's when the conflict. Started, you know, we didn't have any actual conflict, but um, there were just a lot of things that happened. And then one day they just called me and said, "Actually, you know, you're done." Well, I wish you would have told me while I was still there so I could have took my stuff. 
right? Um, that's the kind of attitude you want. And other people knew it. So now you're going through the, how dare you? You knew about it and you didn't tell me. And no, 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 no. All flesh does. Come on with me. God said, your flesh is not doing me any favors. It wasn't your flesh that was doing God a favor. It was your spirit. Y'all with me? Yeah. Okay. So when they let me go, I have this tradition every time I've been fired or loosed from the assignment. I go to an office supply store and go and buy software. Why? Oh, I need another writing software. I probably have about eight. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go back and start doing this or doing that and the other. And this time around, you know, I, I finally did it. I really didn't like the job. I had to decompress from the job. And then I had to go back to God and say, okay, I don't think I passed the test. Because I had an attitude about this, right? Well, it turned out I was actually further ahead than I thought. Because of the time that I'd spent praying on my way in. Because of certain other things that happened. Because I got to pray for in a, in a child's life. Some, some, some things happened. And I realized that my failure was to ask God, have, am I on track with the assignment? Mm -hmm. Instead of acting like I'm suffering through the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> so why did I get released? Because I stayed too long. I'd already done it and never checked in to find out, is my work here done? You know why? Because you get used to the money. I wasn't working hard for the money. I was driving a lot for the money. That was a three-hour one-way. I was getting uh, stars from a certain <laughs> coffee place. I was, I was, you know, they had these little goals. I was racking them up in three days, man, three days. And I'm just, here's another reward, and here's another reward, and here's another reward. Because I was going there like two and three times a day. You had to do your morning commute, got to stop, get your refill, and, you know, stuff. And then you go in and you do that, and it's like, I don't want to go anywhere around here. So, you know, you're going back to one of those two places to go and do whatever your lunch is. And then you're going, because mainly it's sitting in your car. It's like you have 40 minutes, so you don't have enough time to do anything. And then you go back in and you, you know, you sit through the rest of the stuff. It was just the wrong, I had to start looking at the systems and looking at me. Because I couldn't change anybody else, but I could be changed. I'm talking about the pain of change. And I'm talking about, because the, the pain, the change, the change is the change of thinking that James says, and when you change your thinking, your faith will show it. Because your actions will correspond to your words. That's what repentance is. That's what all of these things are. So forgiveness is, it's your actions will correspond to your change of heart. Okay? Your, whatever it is you're doing, your actions will change. Or if you've changed the actions first, your thinking has to correspond to the actions in order for you not to struggle anymore. Because the, now, is it the actions? It's the spirit. Most of us try to win from flesh. I'm going to tell you what I think of you. 
really you're not gonna tell me what you think of me. You're gonna actually vomit all your feelings. Mm. Mm. And most of them don't have anything to do with you. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. I've had people uh, who have come to me and told me that, you know, um, uh, they were apologizing or, or straight, we were getting things straight or whatever it was, and it was like, it was never you, it was me. But you know, you were convenient. It's kind of like, well, there's a patch of ground that doesn't, it looks, you know, let it be the place. <laughs> and sometimes it's you. When you are in ministry, hear me now, mm -hmm. or you're assigned a place where you are anointed to be there, they're going to spit on you. They're going to bite you. They're going to kick at you. They're going to be mean. Even when they tell you, oh, we love you so much. We're so glad that you're here. Everything is great. All right, we got this. <laughs> and you fall for it. Oh, oh, God, this is the right place. Everybody loves me. I'm so accepted. I love it here. I wouldn't want to change it. No, it's when you love them and they're mean. <laughs> this is about oh the cruelest God. bunch of fools I ever saw in my life. You know, I can't stand these people. You're going to be there a while. Yeah. Or you're going to quit and find yourself in a group where their cousins are. <laughs> but until you complete, until you, until you overcome, it's going to keep coming. So whoever that is for, we went through all this for you. <laughs> we went through all of this for you. Yeah. It's going to until it's it's y'all play video games or you do something. You know if you don't pass the round, the round comes back. Now how is it that you could do that with the video game and you keep shoveling money into the online thing to play the thing? If you do, I'm speaking for a friend. Because this time I'm going to get them three in a row. Oh and I'm going to get past God. these barriers, or I'm going to do whatever it is I got to do. I'm going to solve this or free the, the kingdom, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Ah, we messed up. All right, we got to start over. And you can't even get somebody to talk to you. It's like, what do you want? Yeah, whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Ah, ah, messed up. It's like, so I can have that $200? What $200? $200 you said I could have when you were. I'm dealing with something right now that I thought literally 
maybe slapping somebody mm -hmm. a couple of times, but you know, and enjoying it. Yeah. And so what I'm dealing with is wanting and is letting that feeling go, you know, mm -hmm. because and returning to the spirit of no, Nicole, this is why you're here. Yeah, but look, on my way to get back over there, I'm gonna hit her a few times. <laughs> and that's not right, so I gotta repent, right? But I'm dealing with it like literally on my way here. I'm like, I'm so angry, I'm so angry. Like I'm dealing with it, but you know, I'm getting it out because I haven't really said that in a long time, just to deal with the Lord and be honest, mm -hmm. and then come back to myself and say, now, what are you gonna do? Because you can't go in there the same way. I can speak to the environment. I can do all that before I get there. I've got to deal with me. But I need help. Okay, that's my mm -hmm. question. That's a good question. <laughs> the easy answer is you're going to have to do the same way Jesus did. We come from in him. Okay. As soon as those things happen. How many of you heard people say, I, I just I don't know, like I just stepped out of myself. <laughs> yes. I mean I can see. I, I can see. <laughs> You. Okay, it's like I just stepped out. I say, or somebody say, excuse me, I need to lay my religion down for just a moment because I got to deal with some, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, what happened is that you became earthbound and you forgot that you were spirit. Amen. Your flesh has gotten so our flesh gets so caught up in. I cannot believe you. Stuff. Bottom line, we got offended. I didn't get offended. Nope. Not me. That is. Yeah, that's the way he does it. My brother would be, no, not me. You got nerve. How you doing? You don't want this offended. I wasn't even there. Yeah, well, what right do you think you have to tell me I'm offended? Not. Not? You're not my Holy Spirit. No, at this moment, I don't feel like I'm your friend. <laughs> what I like to be is a stranger that just walks on by and says, say on, brother, say on, right? Because your flesh got pulled in. And the Holy Spirit, y'all told him, wait. I got this. I got this. Now, I'm very serious. This is, it's, remember how in Hebrews he says, let us lay aside every weight. Hebrews, what is it, chapter 12. Let us lay aside every weight. Maybe 13. Don't trust me. It's either Hebrews 13 or Hebrews 11. No, 12. Not 11. 12 or 13. It's 13. It's 12. It's 12. It's there. It's in the Bible, I swear. Seeing that we are encompassed about so by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Okay, now look at it from the Passion Translation and then mark down John chapter 5, verse 30. Since I keep trying to, I, I, I just love it. See what I, when I told you? John chapter 5, 30, we'll come back to it. But you remember why I said, this is why I would tell you I have to finish a thought, because now I've got like three of them going on. So for chapter 1, all right, but I want to read this out of the Passion, uh, the passion Translation, just because... Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Because, see, now, now uh, this is where you say, okay, stop. Because I can smell the offense on the horizon. I can see that gunky coming down the street. 
the atmosphere about me is starting to change because I'm getting anxious because I know these people are going to be there. Okay. I worked in a place uh, many, many years ago where, like I said, oh, we love you. We're so glad you're here. We wanted you. We, we, we tried our best to get you. Now we get to hire you, and we just can't wait. Well, who knew that once they hired me, the honeymoon was over before it started. As soon as I got hired, every fault I had came up for review. And it got to a point where I used to get called into the office every Friday. And it would be this and this and this and this and this. And one Friday, it absolutely broke me. I mean, I would sit, literally sit outside the parking lot in my car and look at that building and see the demons gathering. <laughs> like, like um, what are those things? Um, yeah, what are they called? Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Thank you. Y'all been there? Were you there? <laughs> You've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them gathering like, the devil is going to get you. <laughs> Just come on in, baby. We got something for you. It's a good day. Ooh, you know, I mean, just oily slime, just rubbing their hands together. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, the building would turn into one of those gothic castles on a hill with rocks and clouds and thunder and I mean it was like you could hear the waves crashing again I'm talking Sunnyvale California <laughs> and I saw and I saw the winged creatures sitting I didn't know I was seeing in the spirit I didn't know and once when I was working in Oakland same thing I'm sitting in the in the center of the city looking and it was the same type of thing you see, I was not spiritually aware of what was happening. These were assignments against me. And I wasn't connecting to, I'm of God, and the greater one is in me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This here, I, it's these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds, and then those demonic things that encircle us like hordes of, of bats or something. Okay? I have to, in order to to satisfy the desire, I've got to let go of every wound that has pierced me. Okay, so it's like you thought that you got rid of, you did. This is the challenge, this is the showdown, this is the final. This is that where in Chronicles where David perceived that God had made him king. And all of a sudden he knew, I am the king. It's not just that, I'm not, crowned as king through the prophet and now I'm running around hiding from Saul with my mighty men you know my mercenaries where we're just winning wars and stuff like that no uh, that was the promise but the reality is I am the king and as such when it comes to the wars that have to be fought they come through me now they're look everybody my army has always looked to me but now my whole country my nation and so what happened? What nation is looking at you? Everybody that you're assigned to, that whose lives you, God is going to work through you to affect. That's where you are. And so now you're looking at this thing, and it's like David had said, realizing he was king, and what did he do? He heard that the Philistines were coming after him. And he said to God, he inquired of the Spirit of God, do I go against them? Do I take this fight on? And the Lord said, go, because I'm with you. So he went, and this is his first test as king. All right, king, let's see what you got. Well, they found out he had more than they expected. It's like, you know, David had a history of kicking the Philistines' tail, 
Right. I already took out the giant. Now you, you think that, you know, okay, and I wasn't a king. I was a shepherd boy. Now I'm the king. And I still fight the same way. I go to the same source I always went to. This was his anointing working. All right? This is his anointing. You, we're not working in our anointing. That's what happened. We don't work in, our, in the strength. And many of you are learning about your temperaments and so forth and so on. When you hear about your, the, the weaknesses, don't stay there. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me all day. You need to know that that's me because you need to deal with it. That's, I'm weak. I'm just weak. It's like, no, in the name of Jesus, you're not. There. I just <laughs> <laughs> it helps. <laughs> okay. And you say, and you say, what do I do? He said, go, because I'm with you. And they went, and they won. So time, oh, King David, we love you, la, 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 la. The Philistines are coming again. See, it's not the same fight. It's the same enemy, but they're coming. The ones that got killed aren't coming. The dead guys are gone. This is the, they killed Joe. We're going to get him this time. You hear me? We're going after David. We're going after them, and we're going to get them because they killed Paul. Right? All this kind of emotional because they were fighting, but with precision. They are very focused. This is what we're here to do. They are well schooled. Here's the problem, y'all got. Y'all include me. You knew how to act with the devil. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you let that fire of hell come out of you. <laughs> Without apology. Yes, I released it. What's your problem? And you got duped by a devil into thinking that your Christianity was supposed to be sweet. No, it's supposed to be spiritual. My warfare is not against them crazy helpless down the street. <laughs> it's against the, the demons that are standing behind them. You fighting the people. You can't win. Even if you could literally beat them up, you still lost. Because you fought a war you're not authorized to fight. But you're authorized to win. Okay, you're authorized. Go ahead. I'm going to keep my thoughts. <laughs> well, I just have to say this because, first of all, I take that and thank you. Um, this is the first time that I've ever interfaced with someone whose eyes are like glass. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens, we, 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 go, we go, we deal with it, da, da, da. we come back, here goes round three, here mm -hmm. goes round four. And I'm like, what? This is, I mean, and it's like, it's almost like a challenge, like, Okay, now you're the minister. Now you're going to take this demon out. Now you're going to minister. And I'm like, my Lord, what? And I feel no anointing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. At least before I used to be like, oh, I feel the anointing. <laughs> I feel something. I feel nothing. So I have to remember the word, which is, I'm with you. I'm in you. I'm with you. What you just shared with me, I'm taking that. Yeah. And I'm going to go get into it. Um, Who's your prayer partner? In this situation, I have someone that, that I'm accountable to. Okay, good. Yeah. No, but see, your prayer partner, you pray. Before you go, you deal with these things future. You don't deal with them in the now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, well, they've come, so here, no. I, that devil is already defeated. So therefore, when that happens, the change is not, it will be in the atmosphere, but the first change is in you. So that when they come, 
what they see is love waiting in you back at them. It's like, I will love the ugly out of you. You need to be free. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. And I'm going to go low because I'm going to cut it out. We're going to uproot. You don't need to know that. All you need to know is I'm fluffy. That's all you need to see. In this thing, in this thing, in this thing, in this thing. Because you're fighting a flesh war, but I'm fighting a spirit. Okay? But you, you, you send it. Okay, and what do you do when you get there? Well, the same thing. No, I mean, when you send it and you get there, you pull it. That's right. Do you see the difference? Yeah. I sent it. The problem is we, we go, the, the solution is there, but ain't nobody saying nothing. It's like, all right, I'm in this place now. Now every prayer that we've released manifests. Mm. This is your place to manifest. And I release the love of God here. Now I release the blood of Jesus. I release the angels. Y'all don't really know what you're going to do. So you're assigned. Go for it. But I declare this is a day of victory. And I have claimed this place for the kingdom of God. And nobody, you know, nobody wins but God. Right. I agree. I okay. get that. Yes. Thank you. All right. So keeping with this, okay. And then here's another thing. Y'all got change now. Let me finish this thought. Yes, you can. Going up to the mic. You have to you have to change what you say and you gotta change what you think. This is the pain of change. Go ahead. Is that what you meant by blip? What's going on with the mic? Because you don't really y'all not really amplifying. Go ahead. Is that what you meant by pull it when you gave her and said pull it? Right? She sent it. You send it, and then you said pull it. Mm -hmm. So when you're coming into that place, right, it, that's a solution that you just... Hold it up to you. That's a solution that you just... Yeah, spoke. okay, scripture. Um, Genesis, don't, can't tell you where exactly. Abraham said, God God told Abraham, uh, what is it, around chapter 15, 16, somewhere around. God told Abraham, I want you to bring your son, your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him. He went to sleep. He said, okay. Now, something had to be going on in him. Because you're supposed to bring your only son, the son of promise, and you're supposed to put him on an altar and slay him. This is the scenario that has to be working in his mind. Yeah. You know, I bet you, and I don't bet, he didn't tell Sarah. <laughs> he didn't tell Sarah. I'm taking him to go sacrifice him. Because he wouldn't have made it. It's very true. She was not in that place of faith with him. This was not something God told them to do. He told him to do. Mm -hmm. So he goes on this journey, and all the time they're on this journey going to this mountain, what is he thinking about? i tell you what he's not thinking about. He's not thinking, my son's going to die, I'm this and that and the other. He's not thinking. If he was, he couldn't have done it. Yeah. What he told the servant was, you stay here, we're going to go up, and then we, we will be back. So what he was doing was building his faith with the expectation God has already told me that through Isaac is my the generations to come. Obviously, through Isaac, Isaac has, you know, there is no body, there is no progeny, there's no chip, no seed that has been loose from this boy yet, even though he was a young man, to uh to to come. I mean, you know, he was a young man. He wasn't a boy, he wasn't a teenager. And here he is, he's like, but through Isaac. Is, is this perpetual, not through, through Ishmael. Mm -hmm. So 
for me to slay him, well, then I guess he's just going to, and this was the power of what Abraham did. Abraham released faith in the earth for resurrection power. Because the Bible says that he expected, yes, I will kill him, but when I do, God will raise him up again. So what did he do? A man of the earth agreed with God that God had the power and authority, not only uh, that when, when somebody died, that God had the authority to raise somebody from the dead. That's what he released, resurrection power, faith in God for that. And because to him, Isaac was already slain and raised up again. Isaac was just not, Abraham did not see his son dead and staying dead. He saw him dead and raised up again. I'm going to go up. I'm going to slay him. I'm going to watch. God's going to raise him up, and then we're coming back. That's the faith that he had. But because of that in the spirit realm, because this was a spirit thing, because these things took place, it obligated God in covenant that if you will give your son your only son, then I'm obligated to give my son my only son. And that's the downline. That's what the faith went through the generations for Jesus. Not only Jesus. I mean, um, God, God, Abraham represented God. Isaac represented Jesus, the son that trusted the father. I'll lay down on this altar, and I'll allow you to slay me because I trust you that I'll get up again. Father, son, trust. But here's the point I want to make. He activated the faith in God. That was the pulling in. And the provision, which was the ram, not the lamb, but the ram, was already there. And when he activated faith in God, he called the provision, he called it in. What he had sent before, what had gone, been sent before, was now able to come in. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I mean when you go into those places. It's like, no, I've already prayed about this. This is hostile. It's called hostile territory. But no, I call it kingdom territory. It's not anymore in my head. When I sat in that parking lot and I looked up and I saw those things and all this other kind of stuff in my mind that's what it was and every time I went in I felt like I was going into the mouth of a demon right and so everywhere I went I was walking in the as a victim in my workplace I had to change my perspective of what that place was and by the time I got I, I literally did get laid off through the union because of that place. But by the time I left, because that Friday when they had me in that office and I broke, I had a resolve. I thought, you know what, that's it. And I didn't actually, I don't know if I actually had to work, but I was. I could have quit. I just don't usually quit. And I went home and I was in tears and all of the different things. And my husband at the time, you know, told him, he's like, well, why don't you quit? It's like, I can't. Why? Because something on the inside says you can never You've got to leave. The very people that spoke against me, the spirit of the Lord, because I did not do whatever it is I wanted to do, but I cried. God heard me. When I came back in on Monday, <laughs> somebody wanted to meet with me on Monday, <laughs> came in. Manager, manager, apologized. We got out of hand. We, we were going through, we don't, we apologize, we, we're sorry. 
which this should never have happened. This should I didn't cuss at them. I didn't do any of that. I just, we're done. Tears are in my eyes. I didn't say another word. I said nothing in my defense. And I went home. But the Lord fought that battle. Mm. And the apologies that came changed the atmosphere. By the time I got laid off, no, they were all kind. And they gave me this lovely, I mean, I had lovely parting gifts. <laughs> including the gold. I'm serious. They, I mean, you would have thought I would have retired or something. I had a big sting thing, and I we both want you to go. We've tried. I mean, I have never seen so many people fight a union on my behalf. So it was. We're glad you're here, but you got to go through the hell in order to turn it into a heaven. Wow, that's so good. And you're anointed. Let's go to Acts ten thirty-eight. Because folks, stop. We got that. This is the conversation we're gonna go. Okay. Acts 10.38. It is a process, but, you know, we want instant. It's like, no, now, you know, you've gone through the things, you've been delivered from this, this has happened, this has happened, no, but now, you're, this is the place where you get it all. You take it to win the people that you were sent there to win. And yeah, they're going to be difficult. But they're not gone. And his love is greater. His blood is greater. Jesus of Nazareth, this is the Passion Translation, Acts 1038, was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. He did wonderful things for others and divinely healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil. For God had anointed him. Now that's the Passion Translation. When you look at that amplified, how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the spirit and with strength and ability and power, how he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Okay? Now, you can go on and on in all these different translations, but the point that they're saying, when you're dealing with people that are oppressed and tormented, do you remember in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus went to the place where the, uh, they call it the country of the gatherings, where the man with the legion of demons is running around, you know, that's one of my favorite stories, of course. And, um, or I should say, yeah. one of my favorite victories. But when he first got off the boat, the dude, wherever he was, running around, <laughs> oh, you know, doing all this stuff, he was tormented. And he was driven by demonic voices that were constantly a cacophony, a horrible sound, right? Mm -hmm. Now, he goes, in Mark 5, and he sees Jesus, and he's coming toward him, but... You know those suckers that were there in him? They're seeing Jesus, and while the man is running toward them, the demons are wanting to baptize him. But the desire for freedom was so great, even with the tormenting voices. These people come at you, you think they come at war. They come because something in you can free them. But the demons get to speak first. Until you and I resonate at the frequency and shut the door. Yes. You with me? Mm. Hence, love is the frequency. <laughs> That's a power place right there. You got it? Mm. Now, I said, okay, so here, God had anointed him. And that word anointed, again, mm. is a powerful word because it means that he has been instituted into a place. It's his function he has been consecrated to an office or a service. It says religious service, but it's not a religious service. He has been furnished with the necessary powers to administrate what he has been sent to do. That's what I'm talking about. Each and every one of us 
you have been furnished spiritually with the necessary powers to administer. That's why you get on these jobs that you're not qualified for or that you have to go through all this stuff and make good because they're because the anointing, the call, if you don't quit, you'll win. Otherwise, you're going to go over and over and over and over into the earth because it's in us to do. Why do some of us, why have some of us taken 20-something years, and I'm talking about myself, to drop not a whole lot of weight? Do you see? Because it's something I'm anointed to do that I kept trying to do in this flesh. Even recently, um, as I've said before, when all of a sudden it's like the weight has increased in Galatians. Why? Because I did do Galatians 2, 3, and I started getting all excited about, oh, I get to go back to the gym and I get to do this and that. So what did I do? I transferred. I moved from a spirit thing, which I had had nothing whatsoever to do with other than just to obey. And I transferred to what I understood. And so it was like, okay, well, then good luck with that. And, you know, there is no luck in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Heaven has no luck whatsoever. There is none. And so it's like, and if you've read my book, you know what I think about that. So, uh, But it was so funny because I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I fell for that. Well, how did I? Now let's switch it back over again real quick. Because as Hebrews chapter 12 says, because I still have certain wounds, that was, it, here's the way I like to put it, people are like, oh, you're just a wounded soul. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about places where I never made Jesus Lord. So they still stay in wound. You know, you got cut. Yeah, but he didn't become Lord of the place. It's really that simple. And it's that hard. Because you, let's face it, it's easy not to change. Mm -hmm. It's easy to think the same thing. It's easy to blame everybody else. Or it's easy to blame circumstances. Or it's easy to say, it's easy to talk. I can talk. But can you walk with your talk? Well, yeah, I can. I'm just tired of taking a nap today. <laughs> I got too much on my schedule. But next week I'm going to get started on this. Next week don't come. I promise you next week doesn't come because in the spirit realm, what we didn't see is that we just told the spirit, the, the, the demonic that is against us, all you got to do is change the circumstances and I'll guarantee you I won't do it because I've let circumstances stop me now. So circumstances will continue to have power against me until I change my ways. Which I've had to do. This week is, is a victory week because we changed the words. And the action had to stay over there and stay with the words too. Otherwise, what a liar! I can become. <laughs> and I've been there. I was like, I was like, my God, I'm a liar and a thief. I'm just a mess here, you know, in my own life. This is in my life. This is not in your life. You see what I'm saying? It's it's this this commitment. I'm gonna go through the pain. Not in the gym. No pain, no gain. That's a lie. That's a stinking lie. Okay? But the pain to change is the relinquishing of everything that God says is not him. And I thought you see. Well, it just takes me a little time to process that, but it don't take you that much time. If you step outside of time, you can come back in to time to change. And that's a whole other conversation. 
Maybe we'll have next time. That doesn't quite go kosher, so. You have to remind me I said Okay. But it, it, it is that. Step out of time. I don't understand. I'm scared chicken. Huh? Step into the spirit realm where there is no time. Deal with the stuff that you're dealing with in time, in the spirit. Then step back in to the already done. So that when you walk through it, you still got to walk through it. It's like, well, I thought you said it was already done. It is. But you got to walk it out. Yeah, yeah. This is the part of the movie before the end. This is the middle. The end is the story. How many of you have ever watched a film more than one time? Okay. And the fight, big fights are in the middle. Right? And the hero looks like dirt, man. They're just not going to make it. Y'all just... And, and the people leave them at the same point every time you watch the movie. Because, the same, because it's one film and it's the same scenes over and over, right? Now you're in the middle of it and you're going, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I like the idea of having sex. But <laughs> so you're watching and it's just like, ah, they're not going to make it. It's terrible. That's the first time you watch it. The second time you watch it, you go, wait, this part right here. Then the third time it's like, oh, I like this part. You're doing all this. Why? Because you know how it is. But you still, unless you're a person like me, I am very annoying to watch videos with when I've seen them more than once because I'll skip all that part and just go to the scenes I like. <laughs> I want the Action Jackson scenes. And I'll go to those and bypass all that little goofy story crap and just get to the, just get to the fight, get to the game, get to the, you know, to the, to the takedown. This is the part I want to see. Well, in the spirit realm, it's the same thing. The first, when I first went, we thought we had to do that whole three and a half hour movie. And then when we go through the cycle again, you know, you go through it, but at least you kind of, I've been here before, so I kind of know some of the stuff that's going to take place. About the third time that you watch it, it's like, okay, this part here, okay, once we get past this part, we're going to get to this. When we get to this, this is going to be easy. Right? Then you start, because the cycle continues, and you know what you do? What you start to do is you, um, you just move. You just move right to it. I know all this stuff. I can bypass all this, and I can just get right to this. And the reason I can get right to this is because this part is not, okay, well, I've dealt with me here. 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 And now I'm just going to get to the battle because I've already brought the experience. And I've brought that, what experience am I talking about? The ability to fight? No. My submission. My humility. Everything that I need to do and be, I'm bringing that before my going to the Holy Spirit. King David, at the second, when the Philistines came again, he inquired again of the Lord. He did not say, we won against them the first time doing this, so we'll just do the same thing again. No, what he said was, Holy Spirit, how do I do it this time? And the Holy Spirit told him a different answer. This time, I'm going to handle it. Because it's a different enemy. They know what you can get out of it. You don't win this thing. You want to absolutely take them out. Then you fight the way God says to fight. You don't do the strategies that they're used to. You do the strategies that they could never come up with. Because they come from heaven, who has already seen what the adversary does. And 
much of it is, is it's the things that you're not going to want to do until you reach a maturity of faith in, in God that you say, no, whatever it takes, I will do it. You've got to get to the place where you are willing to humble yourself. You have got to give up wanting to be right. You say, y'all can hop on me all you want to. <laughs> but you're going to have to honor him. you got to do it. And you have to recognize, even before all that, that's your fighting spirit. Because if not, well, then you're never fighting for it to be right. You're fighting for somebody else to win. Even when it's your personal battle, because you are anointed, you have been furnished with the necessary power, whether I want to say it or not, I am furnished with the necessary power to prepare the battle. I am furnished with the necessary powers to destroy the spirit of death within our brothers. I'm furnished with the necessary power, whatever it is that you need to put in there, to overcome this situation at work because I'm going to stop thinking about me and start doing what Jesus said. Now, last scripture. Okay, I told you all I was going to do it. You're going to remember that. John 2. John chapter 5. Jesus said in verse uh, 30, I'm able to do nothing from myself. Even as I hear, it, 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 it amplified, it says independently of my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I, make a, I give a decision. And my judgment is right and just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own ends, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. That's John 5.30 in the Amplified Bible. That's the secret to victory in Christ. For the pleasure of the Father. If it pleases the King, the Celestial, then I'm going to listen. Let this warn you. When it first happens, if it pleases the King, that's all the good rhetoric, but I don't feel very good about this. I'm not pleased at all. My flesh doesn't want to do this. Getting up at 5 a.m., if it pleases the King, because it's really, really nice. When he went to bed at 2 a.m., if it pleases the king, how come still frequency? Personal frequency. It'll get all the religion out of it. And a whole lot of other things that have been habitual, that are also security things. But they demand responsibility. All right, so um, I apologize for the sound issues today, y'all. We just kind of had a day, you know, so we do better. Every day we improve our production values, <laughs> and we go on from there. So tonight I want to say that I believe that, that you heard the part that you needed to, and that the Spirit of the Lord is ministering to you on every rise. I also want to say to you 
God, God. We thank you so much. Oh, God. For joining us tonight. And we release the love of God into your life. And the, the want to. These prayers are as prayers. Citizen, of course, people that are born from above, but if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a scripture that we typically keep up there, which is Romans 10, 9 and 10, and it lets you know that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, and your soul will God be able to help you. You will be saved, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made Confession is made with your mouth. Your words determine the outcome that you desire. For who, the, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. It's the same Lord. In other words, God is not looking at your ethnicity to determine your worthiness. Your worthiness to come into the kingdom is affected through Jesus Christ's worthiness, not yours. So there is no uh, requirement for you to be a certain gender or a certain skin tone or come from a certain country. God doesn't put all that much on you. In other words, he made it and, and he said what he did and he provided a way, a, a entrance. And I'm telling you this, in terms of being in the body of Christ, with all the nonsense that people try to say about what is and is not acceptable that God did not say. Or they try to take an archaic uh, interpretation of the scripture to try to make somebody go into bondage. As soon as you come up with a way to bind people and to hinder them from walking in If you are already in, but you've been walking in a religious bondage because you don't fit in with the people that tell you that you don't measure up to the way they do things in their house, then why don't you ask the Holy Spirit, where do I belong? Because you are called, anointed, and appointed to be able to overcome every kind of persecution and to show the victory of God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is able to do that. So whoever you are, I am letting you know, God just wants us to sow to let you know this. Now, you're out of excuses. Get to going on with your tithing. <laughs> and everybody else that is seeking the tithes and the offerings and all of that, and we are right at the time that we typically go offline. So we're going to do that. But I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I also want to invite you to join us again um, on Sunday at 1045 for Biblical Truth.
have to venture myself and Mr. Jerry and whoever else it is I need to see at that place where Jesus is. Um, we're praying over the offerings. We receive the gifts that you uh, sow, and we thank you for them. We speak the multiplication. We have prayed words over your life tonight that the pleasure of God will be seen less